This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and I am the host of Beauty Behind Chaos, where we share all things chaotic, but we find the silver lining and the beauty on the other side. And through that, we do it through stories and life experiences and oftentimes not just my own stories, but also with guests. So today I'm here with a guest and I'm so excited to introduce her because she is, this is the second time y'all, I'm bringing a family member on and sharing all the goods and the inside conversations to my family life. Life, but this is my my niece. Hey, girl. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's up? I'm so excited to have you. Do you want to introduce yourself officially? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so I have the lovely honor of being Ashley's niece. Um, but I am 23 years old, and I'm a teacher in New York. So you know, just living that life. <laughs> yeah, just living that life. And I'm so excited to have you on because you are officially the youngest person we have had on as a guest. Not that I've had like hundreds of episodes or anything, but... I'm glad I a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you made a milestone today on Beauty Behind Chaos. So <laughs> the reason, well, one, she reached out to me and she's like, this podcast is amazing and I want to be on it. Duh. Oh, and yeah. uh, on top of that, she's pretty incredible. And I don't think she'll fully to her own horn, but I will for a hot second as a very proud TT. Um, but this is my little baby niece that she's my first niece. And um, she is an incredible woman. She has accomplished so much at her very young age. And I'm just so proud of all the things that you've done. And we're going to dig into some of that. And I'm sure how hard it probably was. But you've just you've just done so much at so young in your for your career, and you're just getting started jumping into it fully. So, so introduce yourself or share with um, you know what you do today. But then, like, also, girl, shout out those degrees you got. <laughs> uh, so currently, I am in my second year of teaching, but my first year doing what I'm doing now. Um, I'm a fifth grade special ed ICT teacher, which means it's an integrated co-teach. Uh, classroom. So I am in charge of my children with special needs. However, they're in a general ed classroom with their peers and I'm kind of the expert on what they need and modify their work and um, help them achieve their goals so they can kind of close that gap in between um, themselves and their peers. And last year I taught fifth grade science, but that was all gen ed. Um, That was great. Getting here was rough. It definitely was was not (laughs) an easy road. Um, but I did my bachelor's in special, uh, and general education grades one through six. So I'm special, I'm, um, licensed to teach grades one through six. And then I did a master's in a year. I fast tracked it. Um, the normal time frame in New York, at least, I don't know about any other universities around, but it's two years. I completely cut that down and got that done in a year. So now I have an eighth bachelor's degree and a master's degree all in one, which is I'm a sure- lot. I'm sure your parents are very happy you fast-tracked that because <laughs> education is not cheap. Oh, yeah, totally. Dad actually 
I w- wanted to take a gap year and dad was like, I don't think we should do that. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> get it all done in one shot. Get it all done. And yeah. pretty much, so I, I feel like I'm going to learn some things too in this podcast. So this is going to be kind of fun because um, I li- I now live in Texas and for years, um, for a while I would live close to Marissa and then, and then not close. And then, you know, we'd have these gaps in times, um, but we always still stay stayed connected over the years, but I'm sure I'm going to learn some things here and there um, in this conversation. So I'm excited to dig in. Well, okay, but proud aunt again moment. Um, Can we just talk about the fact that you did all of that and you also like honor roll and like incredible grades, GPA, all the things? Yeah, it's wild. I mean, my normal four years of undergrad, I mean, it was a typical college student. I actually started off in Michigan State um, I lived away from home for only four months. Didn't make it that long. <laughs> uh, but I did move back home and then commuted for the rest of the time. And that was all right. I did work while doing that. So that was, you know, a little bit of a challenge. But my biggest challenge was getting my master's in a year because that was also the first year I started teaching. So oh, wow. I was running a classroom full time. And you're talking teaching, lesson planning, meetings, parent-teacher conferences, all of that at the same time. And then around like 5 p.m., I would turn into the student myself and then oh, go wow. to school until like 9 p.m. And I would do that all the time. So that, that was, was for the yeah. master's program. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the biggest challenge. But the good thing about it was I got to use a lot of my work in my own classroom. Um, so luckily, that's where all those good grades came from. But yeah, it was it was definitely last year was probably my toughest moment in my schooling. I I feel like, though, you tend to, like, overcome in, like, the toughness. I feel like you've been faced with a lot of challenges in different moments and periods of your life that you just kind of show up and you go, I don't care. I'm going to do my thing. And this is me. And this is what I'm going to get done. And so (laughs) I love that spirit about you um, because I feel like that's evident in everything that you do. So, so when you were, um, this is going to be weird because I feel like I'm halfway interviewing you and at the same time I knew you were <laughs> So <laughs> this is the same thing. So I, I actually had on one of our episodes is uh, Marissa's stepmom, aka mom, aka just, she is amazing. I just, I love her so much. And so we had her on um, a couple episodes to get, ago. And, um, and so Marissa lives in New York um, with a big Italian family holding it down <laughs> in uh, Westchester, New York. And then um, originally you were in Connecticut, transitioned to New York. You've had a lot of like transitions and changes. Um, so how was that like just going through that? Because I feel like that's like inspiring to share that story of being able to, I'm a big pivoter and, um, you know, starting over making these changes, but then overcoming in that. So mm-hmm. how was that for you? Um, it's really ironic because my biggest fear in life right now is change. And mm-hmm. it's something that um, triggers my anxiety most. And looking back at all the things I've done, it's like I've done that over and over again. So I don't know why it triggers me so much. But um, yeah, I lived in Connecticut my entire life until I was, I think I was 12 going on 13 and decided to come move with my dad in New York. And I wasn't scared at all. It was a great transition on over. Um, the town we live in is very, very small, and I didn't know that coming into it. Because <laughs> you from a city to a <laughs> town. <laughs> yeah, from a city to a town, and it was tiny. And I'm talking our middle school and high school are in one building. Mm. Well, high school is on one floor. The middle oh my school. Oh gosh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So my graduating class was 69, and 
like I'm t- like high school on the second floor, middle school on the third floor. That's how tiny it was. That's um, so that was definitely a transition in itself. It took me a little bit to get into the groove of things here. I didn't find like my friend group, I guess you could say, until I was a sophomore in high school. Um, and then once I found them, it was smooth sailing from then on on. And I actually laughed listening to Michelle's episode because you talk about how like her friends are like her second family. And yeah. I don't know if it's just the town here, but I've found that for myself. So mm-hmm. that was like the best thing that could happen for, for me. Um, me and my friends are currently still friends. And we had that same little vibe going on. I mean, none of us have kids yet. Okay. And <laughs> honestly, um, but it's still that same, like we hang out with each other every weekend and it's that family, like they're my sisters. It's more than just friendship at this point. So that transition was amazing. Um, and then transitioning, I'm going through the, uh, you know, adult transition right now. Yeah. I feel like, um, I actually don't even think I told you this, but I'm moving out in March. What? girl you got a whole career now you better be doing something soon it's so expensive in new york though like i can't even imagine as a young person just starting out wow what that's like are you moving out alone or with roommates yeah no i was supposed to do it with a roommate but i actually just decided to do it on my own and um it's crazy expensive and it actually scared me at first but that dive into adulthood that i need to take um, yeah. But like I said, I hate change, so I have freaked out a little bit. Um, but like you said, I, I kind of, I will take this moment and power through it and make it my own. Right. Uh, I'm excited. And all the transitions have, I've looked back on it over the years and honestly have changed my life for the better. Um, all throughout those transitional periods, I had struggles with mental health left and right. And I mean, we've tried everything. And then finally around 2018, I found it like a a therapist and she gave me all the coping mechanisms. I graduated therapy and I'm here where I am now and know how to navigate through life. So it's it's been beneficial. That's such a real thing in real conversation now. I'm such a big advocate in being open and honest about mental health and anxiety and depression and PTSD and whatever it is because I feel like especially after COVID, I can't even imagine what it's even like as a kid or a young adult now going into life and just having those experiences because I feel like it was traumatic for everyone. So you're seeing a lot more issues in that realm and then also even prior. Um so that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't openly talk about. So I definitely commend you for for bringing up that topic because um, no. it's so important to to learn those coping mechanisms. I'll offer for sure. Yeah. And I, I'm a big advocate for myself. I don't like it being a taboo topic. And I think yeah. these, I mean, it's always been a taboo topic. And nowadays it's, people are starting to feel comfortable and come out and talk about it. And I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, we're all here for each other no matter what way, shape, or form. So Right. And the scary alternative is like when you don't talk about it, you don't know someone's suffering or struggling in some way. <clears throat> and so that's, you know, something that's really important to kind of have those people that you can open up and talk to and not feel like it's a jaded thing or you're alone. Because that's, I think, another aspect is where you potentially feel like, oh, no one will understand or they'll think I'm crazy or, you know, I'm alone in these thoughts or I'm the only one experiencing this. And I find or I have found when I was younger, when I was more open about the things I was feeling and experiencing and I talked about it with someone close with me, like next thing you know, you realize like they had 
a traumatic experience too. And they were also struggling through something. And so you end up creating this like bond and understanding of each other. And I think when we have an understanding of each other and do it respectfully, um, there's just something uh, about that that's so important. And you see people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of like judging 100%. them. 100%. Um, yeah. It, I've struggled with it my entire life. And I think when I was younger, I didn't necessarily know yeah. what it was because it's, I mean, it's not something that your parents sit you down and it's like, hey, this is what you might feel. Um, And I don't think it was until I was in high school that I started to actually understand and realize what I was struggling with when it comes to my depression and my anxiety. Uh, And then sadly, when we were freshmen in college, one of our friends uh, passed away due to suicide. And that kind of opened all of our eyes. And we were like, we had we had no idea. Like we it was kind of one of those things. And Ever since then, I think now more than ever, me and my friends lean on each other so much. And I've had then to like, I could text them at any hour of the day and it could be anything and someone will answer and someone will be there to relate to. Yeah. And I think we've opened each other's eyes. We're like, we're all suffering with the same things. Maybe not in the same exact way, but we feel the same things and we're getting through it together. So yeah, that has it, been definitely a big part of it. It's powerful when you to have that awareness within yourself. I mean, I think that's the first step is just kind of being like, I don't know what's going on, but I want to find out what's going on. And to just understand what's going on is, is actually, sometimes it's normal. I mean, I mean, majority of the time it's actually normal what's, what's happening, or it's just like an off, like a chemical imbalance. It's something you can't control. Um, or it is stemming from a traumatic situation and it's completely normal to react certain ways, but you don't realize how it also can play out in other parts of your life. You know what I mean? Or what could come up? I know for me going through my like 20s, so anxiety is actually um is hereditary in our family. So that I started having anxiety when I was 9 years old and chest pains and just like the whole bit and I just did not know what was going on with me and over time it grew to like I would hyperventilate and you know, it's just not knowing is is like the fear, right? And so educating yourself and learning and just becoming more aware just brings a little bit more peace in to understand. And then once you have that awareness, you can yeah. know how to then take the steps and, and so on and so forth. And I know you took you took those steps and you mentioned going to therapy. Yeah. So um, do you want to kind of share some of those like maybe coping mechanisms, coping skills, things that worked for you or that help you today? Yeah, totally. Um, I think the first step of it all is not being afraid to take that step and go see someone. I know I've met, I mean, some of the people closest to me are hesitant to take that step. And I think that's the biggest uh, challenge of it all. Um, But, you know, it varies from whatever you're going through. And I know when I last saw her, it was more of like, my biggest coping skill is giving myself a day. And Mm -hmm. by doing that, I'm giving myself a day to feel all the emotions, whether it was triggered by something, whether I just woke up that morning and I didn't want to do anything, but I'm allowing myself those 24 hours to feel that. So I will lay in bed and watch Netflix. I will literally do nothing if that's what I'm feeling like doing that day. However, when that 24 hour mark comes up, I need to get out of bed, switch it and continue. And I mean, it's hard, especially when I'm in a low like that, but kind of having that mentality has changed me completely because before that I would give myself a week 
or I would give myself two weeks where like I was just feeling not myself. I'm down in the dumps and I would never turn it back around. Yeah. Um, but now, I, I mean, it happened a couple of weeks ago where I just woke up and I was like, it's not a day. And I was like, all right, give yourself a day. It's one of those like, I'm going to make a shirt that says give yourself a day. <laughs> oh my God. You know what's so funny is that every time I do these episodes, there's like a t-shirt. Every episode has a t-shirt, girl. We need to start a t-shirt store. <laughs> no, it's And one of my biggest challenges that I'm facing with it now is that, I mean, I'm still going to therapy and I'm doing all of that and I'm have yeah. those coping mechanisms, but being a teacher with the depression or anxiety is something no one prepared me for. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, we're in front of a classroom and you almost are trained to put on this facade. Not And it's like, I'm here for six and a half hours with these children. I have to teach them. But they also look up to you to be this like happy-go-lucky role yeah. model in their life. And of don't course. get me wrong, I absolutely love it. And there's nothing I would do differently about it. But it's, I'm recently struggling with that like, wow, I'm exhausted because I'm almost putting on a front all day. Yeah, and then we get home and it's 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 exhausting but they make it so worth it because there are those happy moments and it's not every day it's just those days where you are struggling where yeah on a personal level and yeah that's, exactly. that's honestly normal and in the sense of like what you're describing is also the same I think for a lot of people when it comes to you know a lot of things I know for me in business um I've had many of those moments and I'm like I don't want to interact with people. I don't want to, I can't just, you know what I mean? And I, and everyone just assumes I'm super extrovert, extroverted and I'm actually super introverted <laughs> and I don't like big rooms and lots of people. And it takes so much energy out of me that I, I need like a full day to like recover when I'm in a very high energy type of space. Cause you do, you have to the day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes you can't give yourself the day. So you're yeah. just like, I got to, keep going. And so my biggest thing is like, just show up. That's my word is like, yeah. just show up. Even if you just show up and you're just like, you know, doing the best you can, like in whatever, yeah. if, if it's one little thing and then end the day and say, you did enough, like you, be okay with whatever you did. You showed up. That was it. That was, that was your thing. Yeah. You know? if, we're not, if that's all you could do, it, it still counts for something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've had those days where the facade is not working. <laughs> and I mean, I teach fifth graders, so it's not like they're completely unaware of what's going on. And there's just times where they look at me and they're like, "Miss Stone, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine, but like, let's keep going. Let's just, I'm here. That's all. Oh, dang, they can read my face. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. So mental note, gotta change it. Like, yeah, smile. There's like a saying somewhere. Okay, so I'm infamous for having sayings and not knowing what the saying actually is. So bear with me. <laughs> But it's one of those things that like if you smile, right, you literally can't be like sad. So if you just focus on smiling and just like focus on like, I don't know, there's like something, I forget what it is, or you can't cry. That's what it was. Oh my gosh, I'm totally making something up. So you can't cry and smile. It's like not physically possible. So like literally. That just sounds painful. I know. Yeah. And someone like, I, I don't know why or where this was, but I saw someone literally try and it was like really painful to watch. It was so weird. Sounds anyways, so <laughs> I started off with like, I read this thing somewhere and oh no, really, I saw someone try to do this and it didn't work. And like, yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, smile a lot and that will help. Turn, they turn that frown upside down. It will help. It's a, yeah. it's a start for sure. Um, 
But I, I totally agree. And I think this is something that's so important um, to definitely to talk about and to also seek out the help and then just also give yourself that space, give yourself that day. Um, and that's the, that's the thing. It's like we jam pack our schedules. We're busy, busy, busy. Where in your schedule is time to have that space? Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's because um, on top of that, I also I have four jobs in total. So, yes, I am. A- <laughs> Girl, yeah, no, are I'm you great. related to me? We <laughs> <laughs> have some blood connection going on. Oh, <laughs> uh, but. I teach all day. I tutor after school. Um, I also work at an after school program and I run a dance program as well. So from oh, Monday, where is your space? Yeah, from Monday through Friday, I'm constantly going. And my days are usually Saturdays or Sundays because that's the only day I have of the week. Yeah. Um, but I find myself there are some, like I told you earlier today, today is my one Wednesday where like I had no meeting, I had nothing to do. I mean, I do have to go teach dance later on tonight, but that's, I got a couple hours in between, but yeah. I got home and I almost didn't know what to do with myself because I yeah. was, whoa, oh, girl. the world just like stopped. I don't know what to do. Everyone even looked at me when I walked inside the door and they're like, why are you home? Like, it, I mean, <laughs> um, my, so that's what Mike will tell me. Like, um, you just sit and you relax. Like, that's <laughs> what you do. <laughs> and now I know where I get it from, but I, I'm so <laughs> incapable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not capable. Girl, I was on vacation and like I brought my laptop and I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? Lay by the pool? Like, <laughs> no, it's like, I'm so incapable. But bringing it back and tying it back to those coping mechanisms, I think yeah. it's because all of my life being busy has been a coping mechanism of mine. Mm, and I mean, girl. through like high school and like playing sports and doing dance and in all of these clubs so that I was constantly busy to like quiet the mind. Yeah. Um, and I still do that till this day with, and my therapist actually laughs at me because she's like, you are doing too much. You need to step back. And I'm like, but this is how I cope. Like I need to keep myself busy. You know, it's funny you say that because that's absolute fact for me as well. And when you see Ashley like creating another business or like (laughs) doing, I don't even know what I can keep up with this girl, but whenever I'm doing those things, it's literally, it is, it's part of my coping mechanism as well. There's certain times of year that I, I realize Facebook, first of all, because I share everything on Facebook. So (laughs) Facebook has been also incredibly eye opening because you know, like the memories where it's like, this is what you did a year ago on this day, right? So I started getting those memories and I started realizing I was doing almost the same things. Like there were times almost my post, my status was almost identical to exactly like, so that kind of freaked me out. And I was like, I'm on this like patterned cycle thing. And then I totally like researched my own self and was like, oh my gosh, I literally, in the times that are are the hardest for me mentally, I am literally creating the most. Yeah. And um, so it was really interesting to kind of witness that. But it's true. I mean, everybody has different vices and some are toxic and some are, you know, workaholics, all those things. It's we're just yeah. trying to keep our minds. It's a lot. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, all, I'm finding a lot of new things out about me, but also just like now working the four jobs and incorporating my social life is like yeah. the hardest balance I seem to like be struggling yeah. right, right now because I mean, by the time I get out of like teaching dance, it's like nine o'clock p.m. and you know my friends are like, "Let's do something," but it's a weekday and I should go to bed. And you're like halfway adulting, you know. You gotta. (laughs) I'm in that weird stage of life where like I know I should probably go home and go to bed because I do have to wake up and teach a whole class tomorrow. However, 
I probably won't see you guys for like three days, so I'll come say hi. Like it's <laughs> weird balance, and I just I never stop. My friend, one of my friends, makes fun of me. Actually, she's like, "When do you sleep? And yeah. how do you get up the next day to function?" And I was like, "I don't know. I run on no sleep, and I keep going." I, you know what? It, it, that is like a hereditary thing because your dad is exactly the same, and we just keep on going. We don't need much sleep. We just like people ask me that all the time, and actually, it's funny because they'll ask me in the time frame where I'm actually doing pretty well with my sleep, and I'm like, <laughs> "What do you mean? Like, I'm getting too much sleep lately?" Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's scary when I sleep too much. I'm like, "What is going on?" <laughs> we, we are a rare rare breed and this is why these episodes are are so great so we could share all this weirdness so everyone, everybody else can be like me too i'm so weird great there's other weird people more exactly. <laughs> relate exactly so um going back to the teaching um real quick because i think what you what you do is so special and in the realm of working with special needs um kids and just it's such a uh a, there is such a gap um, sometimes, and it's always it depends on where you live and the district. There's so many different hurdles and things. Um, I actually have a very good friend that has a daughter, special needs. She was one. She was my first episode. So y'all go and check out that episode. Her name is Haley Ahart. Um, incredible woman, incredible story. But one of her daughters is special needs, and she actually started a nonprofit where they highlight um, young entrepreneurial. Um, people, young adults, young kids, they're not ah, kids too, kids, young adults um, that are special needs, but have overcome the odds and are insanely talented and entrepreneurial and creative. And they just, you know, have differences. And so a lot of people don't realize that, but do you want to speak to that? Like how, what's, what's your experience like working in that um, field? Yeah, it's my first year um, as a special education teacher. And originally I wasn't, it's a added extension onto your certification and originally I wasn't going to do it um but I last minute went to go add it on and in all honesty it's a lot of work but it's the most rewarding work mm. um so I have six kids of mine and I have seen them from September to now make these incredible jumps at their own pace but when I see these jumps in like the graphs and the data and the stuff that we're doing day in and day out. I'm like the other day, I literally almost cried like happy tears because yeah. I mean, it's insane the amount of gaps in an education system, but also not a lot of people talk about it. But post COVID, like these kids were at home and, you know, learning through a computer, which wasn't really like it, it was just a mess for like two years. And those like that two years created a gap in its own on top of the gaps that were already there so it, like this we created this large gap that now, now we're like you know frantically trying to close however you know these kids are working to the best of their ability um i know everyone thinks special ed teacher and things like you have the heart of gold and all the patients in the world and i mean granted we're not perfect either mm -hmm. however when you see these kids and like they become proud of themselves and working with fifth grade they're at the age where I don't want to say they almost like notice that something's off or like it's that weird like puberty stage where like well why are you pulling me out of this class and everyone else is staying uh, and like uh, they're getting into that and it it breaks you and it completely oh breaks you um but you know like it's and I they're my best friends all six of them and I <laughs> love that is 
Um, so, you know, we've gotten past that, but seeing their growth, I will literally show them and be like, this is why, like, you're doing so amazing. Like, this is exactly why keep going and keep striving. Um, but it's, it's, it's a hard field. It really is. It's a lot of data. It's a lot of graphs. It's a lot of meetings. It's a lot of, you know, fighting for what's right with the kids and I'm their advocate. So I'm sitting in. Do you, do you kind of become like their advocate, um, in a sense with, when it comes to like the school or how does that, how does that work? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, um, we have annual meetings at the end of every school year. Um, and I become, I'm their chairperson or their advocate. And, you know, I have to bring all the data of everything they've worked towards. So they have IEPs. And if you don't know what an IEP is, it's an individual, um, individualized education plan. Um, So in these IEPs, they have goals they need to hit every year. And it changes per kid. And they don't all have the same ones. And it's like math, reading, writing, but like strategies, strategies they need to work on. Um, So we need to hit all of those goals by the end of the year, but I am basically there to make sure that they're getting the services they need. If something needs to change, I need to bring that up. I need to bring the data to show that this needs to change or like they can move on and do this. Um, so it's definitely that part of education where I've never heard the word data so much in my life this year. <laughs> in this one episode, you said data a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I I I leave meetings sometimes and I'm like if I hear this word one more time. That's so much work for you though because not only like are you you have the job and responsibility of teaching children and then you know and then understanding the different needs cuz all are going to be you know different and in different spaces, right? And then on top of that, you're also having to communicate with the school, communicate with the parents. Yeah. Um, you know, those different dynamics. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of weight and a lot of pressure. It's a lot of juggling. It definitely yeah. is. And it's um constant communication. I mean, one thing I can say and I don't have kids of my own, but having communication with your child's teacher is probably the number one priority. If yeah. there's comfortable communication, everything else is smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of work. And I think a lot of people kind of look at teachers and uh, not a, I, my friends do sometimes or like someone I'll meet, they'll be like, oh, you're just a teacher. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't realize that behind the scenes, like X, Y and Z are happening. And yeah. I mean, between tomorrow and Friday alone, like I'm being pulled out for meetings left and right. And that breaks my heart as well because we have to have all these meetings and talk about all these things. However, my kids are being left without a special ed teacher in the room. So it's like they're they don't have me. And that like not angers me, but it's like I rather be with them and help their job than be sitting in a meeting for two hours and be going over things. So it's 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 a hard juggling act. And I mean, I still haven't figured it out and it still gets to me sometimes. Um but yeah, it's rough because we'll get there. And like, you know, with that said, you you are still so young, but like, girl, you are so brilliant in your own right to just what you've accomplished so young and and how you can manage different things. You don't have kids of your own, but you sure enough live with two little little <laughs> brothers and sister. <laughs> in, yes. And uh there's such an age gap with you guys. So I mean, you have those um, you know, those experiences, but I think over time as as you get more like into the flow and acclimated into your position, <clears throat> you'll get into, you know, your, your own, your own thing. And how yeah, for sure. But, 
I mean, it still wilds me out sometimes how quickly all of this happened for me. Like, I first of all, it is weird. Okay, I'm not getting older, so that there's a problem here. I don't know. Well, I don't think I'm getting old either. So I think we both can just breathe. I know it's so strange how that happens when, like, the little kids that you know all of a sudden are like grown people, and they're like moving out on their own and. Speaking of moving out on your own, when I like, I thought you were going to move to Texas. I know we're never going to get uh, you, really, but listen, yeah. I was very inclined. <laughs> However, the teacher salary between the two is <laughs> what kept me. Um, but I have to, yeah, I have no, to agree I, with that. And it, it's um, it was it was actually a choice I made uh, centering my mental health. Um, mm-hmm. I was feeling really stagnant in my life and kind of stuck. And I didn't like it. It panicked me. My anxiety was back. And it was just a lot of, well, what's next for me? And I'm the type of person where I need to see the next step. And, you know, this was it. And I was like, I think I need to move out. Like, I think this needs to happen. And like, it happened so randomly and quickly. So, yeah, moving out on March 10th. And I'm sadly leaving the crazy house it is. But (laughs) I will only be 10 minutes away. So I'm not too far from them. So I was going to say, I can't imagine you're going very far. <laughs> no, not at all. That's the other thing is that I'm also a homebody. So the whole, everyone's like, you're not going to do this. And I'm like, no, I am, but I'm not that far. So I will be yeah. back. Right, exactly. It'll be kind of cool to have you. It's it's pretty exciting. Like when you're first starting out and like going into life and, and girl, you did it. You did it right. Like you did your schooling and you have your career and you have a stable and steady job and income and salary. Like you're really doing it and setting yourself up right. And I think the difficulty sometimes is when you do just kind of jump into life. And I mean, I was, it's so funny. I remember back when I first got my first place, I was, first of all, I was 17 years old when I was at like the Black Friday deals, getting all the deals for my apartment. Like, girl, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was planning ahead. The second I was turning 18, I was like, a bye. (laughs) Well, listen, I don't blame you because prices up things nowadays. I am currently trying to furnish the apartment and it hurts a little bit. (laughs) Well, let me know. I got that business hookup at Wayfair, so I got that extra discount. (laughs) We got got business connections out here. But um, but it is so exciting and it'll be so fun to do. And it's just like just a, such a fun part of life. Like I, I feel like I'm even saying this as like an old, old person. Like, oh, back in my day when I did that, that was so fun. So, yeah. <laughs> Michelle loves to continuously make fun of me and tell me I'm in my mid-20s officially. And mm-hmm. it makes me like. And then you'll be going through your quarter life crisis soon. And <laughs> Exactly. So like, thanks. I'm getting old. I know. But that means everyone around me is also aging. So watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Hey, you're surrounded by young parents. We are still young, um, which is like so crazy. And and just again, to know like the full story of our family, I just, I do, I, I love all of you guys. We have such unconditional, just crazy love. And at the same time, like, and now we have this distance and like they're in New York, we're in Texas, everyone's all spread out. But it doesn't matter how much time goes by or what happens. We're just that family that if someone calls, like, instantly we're like where we got to go what do we got to do and like who needs what it's my favorite thing i actually the other before i made the decision to move out i randomly called nana and -hmm. i was like do you think i should do this and she was like (laughs) where is this coming from and i was like i just need someone in the family to tell me it sounds okay oh girl 
I mean, Nana will probably say yes to just about anything. So, I mean, we can't really <laughs> fully trust Nana's judgment because she'll just be like, yes, honey. And like, what can I help you with? <laughs> well, actually, she told, me, she told me no. But then I convinced myself on the really? phone and she actually compared me to you. And she was like, you, you sound called, like. You should have called Didi right here, girl. I would have told you yes. That's <laughs> probably why you like, didn't you call sound- me because I'll say yes to everything. <laughs> she was like, you sound yeah. like your aunt. You picked up the phone and then convinced yourself. And I was like, okay, thanks. I called Paul and like, oh, no. And I was like, yeah, well, no, that's exactly what happened. Poor Nana. <laughs> She's so great. She's so great with that. She's got to listen to like all the things. And then it's like, no, I didn't, I didn't call for your advice or your opinion. I just need to tell you all this stuff and convince myself what I'm doing is actually the right thing. I might sway and convince you, but don't tell me either way because now <laughs> I just talk through it and got to go by. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But I do love that like, I mean, Texas is my favorite place, and that's why I almost moved there. But I do yeah. love uh, every time we do see each other, it's like nothing, nothing ever happened in between, and we pick right back up. So, right, exactly. And that's how it should be. It's so tough, like with families. One thing I'll say, like, no matter what kind of dysfunction any family has in any capacity, like, if you just have those like core people, like, you look at each other, like, yeah, we're like, no matter what, like, we're here. We know, we know this crazy ride. We know all these people, and we're just, you know, when, when push comes to shove, to know that regardless, we can all be different. We can all have different life experiences, thoughts, whatever, but just always being there for each other is just so important. And you don't see it as much. And I think, um, you know, people should try a little bit harder to make those connections and just be more understanding and and all of that. And I think that's what we have. And that's why it's been so so special for so long. I think it was I think it was all those Christmases that we all spent <laughs> in the same house. I sleep over. Everyone has to go to Nana's house and sleep over. Bring all your presents. As a child, it was a great time. And those were my- as a child you thought Santa was dropping off all those dang presents and realistically um the all the adults were having to lug all the stuff over to Nana's house, try to hide it, not have you see it. The best was when actually my favorite and probably most memorable Christmas was um, when I surprised everybody with the literally professional photographer in the bedroom oh waiting for like, family portraits. <laughs> that was I'm so like, everybody fun. dress up this Christmas. I feel in the spirit of dressing up. <laughs> No, I want to dress up. Everyone has to check what's up. Yeah, that's exactly. a random photographer. Yeah, that was so great. I like hit him in the in my parents' bedroom, and he literally had, y'all. He had a full butt backdrop. He had like the whole white backdrop set up. He like had to sneak in. We snuck him in, and sent him upstairs to set up this like little photo studio session on Christmas Eve, mind you. This is on <laughs> Christmas Eve. I mean, I got some good connections. I will and, say, uh, I looked at those pictures and I looked miserable. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was I the, it was just like when you look back and you were like, wow, I was probably a horrible teen. Like it was just that old teen miserable face that like you didn't oh my want. God. My friends actually found the album recently and they were like, what is this? And I was like, my aunt hired a <laughs> <young> player for <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> So Everybody go upstairs. <laughs> so crazy. I'm, I'm like, I can't even answer the question. But I yes, photographer showed up. Listen, okay. I am the aunt that makes memories. I am sure. the memorable aunt. Everybody knows my style. So you can't be too surprised. I'm here to make memories for everybody. 
Exactly. <laughs> my favorite my favorites are are those and then like the the highly competitive family that we have when <laughs> we had our pumpkin carving. I don't care what it was. It was just like um it was just always a, a competition between always. me and my brother. And so we had to, you know, we had to literally take pictures, put it on social media. Everyone had to vote on our pumpkins. <laughs> like it was a highlight. Dad coming in with like a full kit from Amazon, like over his shoulder. <laughs> like can't ever take anything lightly. Like yeah. So if any people go, where did you come from? I came from this crazy family too, because y'all are all crazy in your own ways. And I have little bits and pieces of you guys, and same and vice versa. You guys can deny it's, me. It's hard. I see myself. In you a lot more as I age, <laughs> like little, like the little pieces. Like last night at midnight, randomly, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, I have to do that tomorrow." And I was like, "Why can't my brain shut off?" And like working all these jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ask my father, I'm also a mess and like just life. So he's like, "Can you get it together?" He'll look at me sometimes and be like, "You remind me so much." Of your <laughs> Yeah. Like, people, uh, when people think I'm like super organized and that, like you, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Hello, beauty behind chaos. I am a walking like Tasmanian devil everywhere I go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely, and it's, you know what? It is organized in my own way. It's just other people don't understand it. Right. I agree. I agree. Problem. I'm like, I don't like where everything is. It's not. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. There's a method to this madness, always. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So I I just love I love all those like those memories. I'm here to make memories and never forget to be the same way. If you take away anything from your aunt, it's definitely that. It's about the experiences of life and just kind of diving in. So I'm glad you're diving in. You are moving out on your own. That's amazing. I can't wait to see pictures and hear more about it. And um and just everything that you're doing with with your career and all the things. And I'm just so excited for you to just see you kind of blossom and, and come into your own. Oh, very thanks. proud of you. It's definitely, it's a t- t- journey that's just starting. We'll <laughs> figure it out eventually. Yes. Uh, and I'm excited as well. And, you know, I'll be back in Texas soon enough. Don't you worry. I know. <laughs> I, I know. A couple months, couple months, the, the stones are back in town. So, um, all right. Well, moving, moving forward, moving on and, um, all the things. Is there anything that you want to share as your last thoughts? Any advice? Any twenty-three-year-old? That's how old you are, right? Twenty-three. Yes. <laughs> twenty-three-year-old wisdom. Um, any nuggets? Any any anything you want to leave this? I well, you know, right now in life, I am living by, and it sounds so cheesy, but the "you only live once" motto because I'm balancing all parts of my young life between work and my social life and all of these things i keep telling myself you know this is i'm only gonna be 23 once so i'm gonna do it all um but also the whole you know give yourself a day and that is something that will will always stick with me and it helps majorly and once that 24 hour mark hits jump out of bed and turn it around it may seem impossible but it is indeed possible because absolutely it's it's it needs to happen but yeah. yeah, exactly. I love that. And that's advice for I don't care what age you are. Um, I think anybody could could take away um, that as a great reminder is, um, you know, give yourself that day and but get back up, girl, and keep moving yeah. and keep yeah. going and show up. And that that's my word is like, just show up. 
Yeah. Um, no matter how you are, where you are, um, there is another saying I love is like, there is a message in the mess. So like, you don't know until you get through it. And then you look back and go, oh my gosh, okay. I'm so glad I got up and I kept moving and kept going and doing something. Yeah. So it's so important to not, not give up and um, also be okay with where you are and know that it's going to shift. It's going to change. It's a season. It's a day, whatever it is. Um, and just keep pressing forward. So that's a great, great message. And I'm sure something you instill in your kids that you teach. And I just love what you do. And thank you for what you're doing. Oh, you're so, so important. So important for um, all teachers to be recognized and um, in the work that they do because it's it's hard work and it's beyond what most of us even understand or can comprehend. So I commend you for that and diving right in at Thank a very you. young age of 23. Oh, you're, uh-huh. you're young because I'm young. So. <laughs> no, we're all young. We are the whole thing. We're, we're all you. young. <laughs> well, all right. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. And um, I hope uh, you keep on listening and uh, learning more from all the amazing, incredible women that we have on here. And I love that you're my first guest. Um, that is my youngest guest <laughs> in uh, my very few episodes we have here at Beauty Behind Chaos. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening in to our family. I'm sharing my niece, my sister-in-law, my friends, my, um, all the people that inspire me. I just love bringing guests on here and sharing their stories and their perspective and then just having good time and having conversation and talking about some real stuff. So that's what we did here today. So I appreciate you for doing that with me, Marissa. And uh, I appreciate y'all for listening in. So stay tuned for the next episode. And for now, go and check us out on Instagram, Beauty Behind Chaos. We have a new website, beautybehindchaos.com. And also we have a Facebook group called Beauty Behind Chaos. (laughs) As luck would have it, the names were all available. Beauty Behind Chaos, where we share the women that we talk with, um, the other women that are in the group are sharing their walk in life as well, and just inspirational stuff to keep motivating each other because that is so important to support and motivate each other as women because there is so much that we juggle. Um, So we always find beauty behind the chaos. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great, beautiful, and blessed day. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend because when we learn, we live and we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beautybehindchaospodcast. See you next time, beauty.